This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. As the calendar continues to roll, here we are in August, and all the stuff that needs to be done. Man, the kids are starting back to school. Lots of errands to be run and lots of fixes to be made around the home. You can join the conversation with us this morning. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning, Jeff, Pam? You know, I'm pretty good. I I got up in it this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? Well, you know, it it just varies depending, but um, I got up in it. I got up um, in it. I wanted to bring the generator that we have down in the country uh-huh. back to the house because okay. I wanted to – it hadn't been used, right. and I just wanted to clean it up. Pam and I have been talking kind of like off air about uh, a new generator of sorts for yeah. the future. and I priced those son of a guns. Man, you can get some fancy generators out there now. Oh, yeah, you, you can. You can really get – Depends on how much money you got. Yeah, and so we had one down uh, in the shop down there, and I just decided that I needed to bring it back to the house so I could check on it, make sure it's working okay. Mm -hmm. Because it's easier for me to do it in my shop at my house than the shop down there uh, for obvious reasons. If you need parts uh, at my house, I can drive 10 minutes and get a part. Down there, you're 40 minutes before you get a part. Right. Well, and I noticed you showed me a picture this morning of the generator, and the engine on it is a Briggs & Stratton, Mm -hmm. which means you can get like filters for it at the Shell station. Yes. I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, loading that on my uh, I, on my trailer, I'm going to do I – I videotaped it because it's hysterical. But, you know, I weigh like 140, and this generator probably weighs that. Oh, at least. <laughs> oh, at least. Did yours have wheels on it? It did. It ha- Just on one side. Well, you know what's funny? Um, you know that you can buy a generator wheel kit to put on your generator so it will roll and roll quickly? You know, I wish I'd known that before the that's weekend. Right, that's right. They're only like thirty bucks, and and it's at the place where the the freight comes in the harbor, cheaply. Nice. Anyway, well, I need to oh. check that out. But I, so I killed myself trying to get that thing up, and I did. Well, there you I, go. I, I had to use some ingenuity. Yeah. And I got it up there. But the, where I'm going with the story is that I was said before the show I need Timmy on here because I had an AC issue, so. I came inside, took a shower, actually got in the pool, swam around, came inside, and I was doing some yoga stretches because my back hated my guts after trying to the, load yeah, that the engine. Trying to load that generator. So I'm on the floor, and my, my back is popping, and all of a sudden, you know, it's always a problem when you're in your house. And you hear water running, mm. and there's nothing on. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> that means there's an issue. So I got up and started investigating, and when I opened up uh, the return on my air conditioner, mm-hmm. it was pouring water. So I was like, oh, okay, wow. the condensate line is, is clogged yeah, up, right? Right, right. Okay? Right. So easy, easy fix. That's right. So I opened up the closet door, and I went in there, and um, I poured a little Clorox down there, mm-hmm. and I had a blower, so I, you know— 
blew it out. And then I turned it, I turned the AC back on and it kept dripping. Really? So the problem is, on. And this is a heat pump. It's not a mm-hmm. gas uh, furnace heat pump. So the problem is on the inside of the coil and probably the coils have gotten all clogged up. Yeah. Right. So I've got somebody, I had to call somebody to come down. I tried Timmy, but he doesn't go down to Raymond. <laughs> He's got too much here to do. Yeah, he's got plenty to do. So I've got somebody. I'm going to meet him down there tomorrow uh, late afternoon and get them to clean it out, which goes to the point, you know, and you said this in your intro, Mm -hmm. getting on a service plan, with and I'm going to go ahead and do that down there. We've only owned this property a year. But go ahead and get on a service plan so that you don't run into issues like this, because this is a weekend place. Yeah. If that's I, right. so you, you that's, just that's need right. to so, drive up yeah. and turn it on, and it works. Right. You know, yeah. a weekend place is kind of like your 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 boat or your golf clubs or your fishing boat or right. whatever your motorcycle, whatever you do. The 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 only thing you want to worry about is where are the keys, right? And it needs to crank when no, I don't when talk I to I me about on. the battery, right? Don't talk, you know, <laughs> exactly. none of that stuff. I, I want so <laughs> and being on a maintenance program. In fact, I had this conversation with a. With a, a buddy over the weekend, um, he went ahead and put new batteries in his in his pontoon boat, and they were only a couple years old uh, for that very reason. You know, our time right. is so limited. Um, you don't want to get down there and spend it, an hour going to get well, a battery. Or, or, yeah. or the weekend, and now your weekend's blown because you didn't do proper maintenance. Right. right. And, and that goes to, with your house, too. That's right. Oh, absolutely. Hey, listen, I've said this for 25 years. Pay me a little bit now or pay me a lot later. Right. Yeah, because it's not going to go away just because you don't no. want to deal with it. No. <laughs> right. I hear you. You've got some properties out there that you're having to do rain dances on. And we are. It's, um, man, this every other afternoon rain is just really. We're in a uh, pattern, aren't we? It's so, it's yeah. so weird. Someone asked me. I was talking on a Zoom call yesterday to someone in another part of the country, and they said, so how's your weather? And I'm like. You know, I mean, I guess compared to the rest of the world, it's either burning or flooding. Right, we're, right. we're okay. We're, we're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no complaints, really. My, except my, I can't cut my grass. Right. My personal issue is trying to pour concrete. Oh, I guess that would be an issue in the yeah. rain. So yeah. that and put in foundations and, right. you know, because you, you don't want that to get wet. Right. So... What I would love, Jeff, tell us what happens. Let's say you go out and you pour concrete and then it gets rained on. What What is the problem with that? Depending on... Um, I'm thinking well, mushroom first soup. Of all, first of all, <laughs> it, it does not ruin the concrete, okay? Um, uh, concrete has water in it. So... Uh, here, here's the issue. We have a nice broom finish on our driveway and our mm. patios, and we start getting these craters. So uh. what, what you want to do immediately is get some plastic, cover it, uh-huh. let it rain. When the rain's finished, uncover it. Now, now you have to broom it again. So huh. it's not the end of the world. It just makes you go through that, that next process. Right. And um, do you have to, on your subsurface, let's say you've got everything graded and ready for the concrete. If that's wet, can you pour concrete on top it, of that? A- actually, we want that wet. Like if it was a dry, hot summer day and powder, just powder dirt, we, we would take a water hose and actually uh, wet that. Wet it down? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and, okay. And, and, and keep in mind... 
the slower you cure that concrete, uh-huh. the better it is. Right. Meaning, on a good hot day, you've poured a slab, and you'll and you'll see this in you know hundred degree weather. Uh, we'll put a sprinkler on the slab. So that slows the curing time, which increases the strength of the concrete. If we can, if we can cure that at a slower rate, because if it if it goes too fast, it what it starts cracking. Yeah, you can get some surface cracks again. You know the concrete's not ruined, but you can get some fissures and get some some curing cracks. All it's right. a science. This whole concrete thing. Oh, it it's is chemistry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pure chemistry. Hey, I've got a, an email here that I wanted to start the show with. Um, what is the best way? This comes from uh, 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 somewhere on the Okotoma. Nice. So I like that. What is the best way to protect a cabin on pilings on the river? From everything from termites to carpenter bees. So, so boy, you've got, I mean, every single thing in nature is after you sure. at that point. <laughs> I think you'd have more problem with the bees than the termites. If you're up on pilings, you're pretty high. And you're going to see a termite sure. running a tunnel up that Yeah, piling. the tunnel will be, uh, it will be visible going up a piling. I yeah, would you would actually be able yeah. to see that. But those carpenter bees, man, they I know. are they are they are they are they're wicked. Ruthless. Is um, there is there anything you guys have heard in because I know, you know, um I know that that for your inspection business, you've got to come across bees all the time. All the bees and wasps. Those red wasps, man, right. those you talk about is there, mean little boogers. We gotta get our exterminator back on here, but but do you Remember if there was anything he said about uh Well, you know, it, it's funny you bring this up. We, we've got a custom we're building in uh, Madison, mm-hmm. and the homeowner has ordered this siding. Mm-hmm. Um, I know just enough about it to maybe scratch the surface, and we will learn more. Mm-hmm. But the supplier of this siding, uh, just quick, down, and dirty, Put it in a fire, and uh-huh. and, and kind of uh, uh, scorched it, if we will. The siding, yes, to yes, okay. And now I don't know if that's how they did it, but right, that's, right, that's right. how I'm going to describe it. Well, by doing that, it um, termites, bugs, all those all those creatures won't eat it now, huh? So, but I will get some more information, and we that's can talk. Interesting, I know, so we can talk depth. It, it's it's actually setting on job site right now. Okay. All right. That's that's something. You, yeah, we got to find out about yeah. that because if someone says here is a termite-proof product that is not plastic, yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, you remember we always have Hardy Board. Yeah, yeah, that's so. true. You can always do Hardy, but those wood structures out in the woods, um, you're going to run into insect issues. And those carpenter bees, what they do is they bore up and then they go sideways. So, oh. yeah, they're not just going straight up. They go in, and then they go the length of that board. So now they've hollowed out that board. Right. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. So, you know, I remember my mama used to stand on the back porch with a tennis racket. That was her Swat them. <laughs> she would just swat those things. You know, because they'll come up and want to say hi. No, they, yeah, they'll come right up to your they'll face. They'll come right like, up to your face, and I don't think they sting, we but had a, they are annoying. We had a dive-bombing cicada incident this weekend. I mean, oh yeah. Today we want to hear from you. We'll uh, run through your August maintenance list, share some late summer painting tips, and answer your home improvement questions. If you have a uh, question you want this show to ask, or 
get into, send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Uh, Super Charles, the intern, came in during the break and said, hey, someone called and wanted to know how often they should pressure wash their house. And, and um, you know, I think it was how often maybe or, or should they? I can say you can pressure wash your house. A lot of people do this. Um, uh, Jeff, is there uh, – th- there are other ways before you go to the pressure washer. First, there is a, a product that is commonly called house wash that you might want to try before you go to a pressure washer. Um, wet it. I, I, yeah. I, you know what? It. I yeah, found that. It. I found that. Uh, I got my son to um, wash our, our uh, uh, garage a couple weeks ago. And so we, we, we picked that up. It's a good product. Um, I First of all, I don't like pressure washing. Right. Uh, I like I, – I, now, you can use a pressure washer. Mm-hmm. But let's don't pressure wash. Let's let's do a soft wash with a brush. Um, it's nice to have the pressure washer. That way you can stand on the ground and get the eaves of your house. Right. But l- l- we're not trying to sandblast the paint off of this thing. And we're not trying to blow water into the eaves of the home. That's right. That's right. So I like a soft wash. Now, where a pressure washer really comes in handy and again, you have to be careful because you could take the layer of cement off of your driveway. I like to pressure wash my driveways mm-hmm. with a disc, but again, watch the pressure because you can end up with exposed aggregate and um, may not want that. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of the power washers you buy now, you know, they, they're little. My dad would say they're sissy washers. Right, yeah. <laughs> little, that's right. Little tiny you, things. A, a little electric. Electric. Uh, homeowner. Yeah. You can use that. Sure. Yeah, th- I you're think not going to. But if you most... get a show enough yes. gas-powered, right. you're going to, you know. We've, we've got a $3,500 John Deere, and yeah. it will. Yeah, you're going to do it, some damage. It, it will. Oh, yeah, it takes siding right off the house. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. But they've got these little. And I bought one of those. Um, I got tired of trying to pull mine you know the older i get Mm -hmm. i just want to go over there and hit a button right (laughs) so i bought a little bitty you know power washer is electric you plug in i like the little electric i use it to wash off my windows and my siding and you know but it gives you a little more pressure than the water hose yes we do want to talk about that uh some sidings you don't want to use pressure water pressure washer at all so like if you have a cedar sided home yeah, yeah. don't touch it with right. a pressure washer unless you want to mark it all up unless right. you want to write your name in the wood right <laughs> you want to carve something no, you, on the side uh, of use, your house you, use a brush and <laughs> right. you know use the use your washer um sparingly yeah you know have some common sense when you're out there doing this if you're just wanting to clean I think, I mean, there are plenty of products out there that you can literally put on your water hose and spray. And, spray. and if you're in central Mississippi, you just need to wait. Then you spray it up there, and it's going to rain and wash it right <laughs> Right, <off>. right. <laughs> um, I've got another uh, email here that, that has to do with siding. This came in this morning. I thought it was just perfect. I'd like to update uh, the siding on my house. Jeff, don't you jump. You're going to jump. Don't you jump. I would like to update the siding on my house. After listening to your show, I've decided to go with Hardy Board. Cool. Good idea. Many of the reasons why we've said here, uh, Jeff, you know, just mentioned. I love Hardy. Termites don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I, uh, I'm i going to go with Hardy Board, but I'm having trouble finding a contractor, Jeff. Uh, 
<laughs> I've gotten a couple of estimates, but when I look them up on msboc.us, which we've told people to do for years and years, they're not licensed. Yeah. Could you please recommend a contractor or two for me? On the, no, I won't do that on the air. However, I will say, uh, good for you for checking MSBOC. That's right. Absolutely, uh, to find out if they were licensed or not. The issue is, is that if you have someone who is unlicensed to put the siding on your home, remember this is this is your your first layer to the world. Um, if not done correctly. You gonna have problems, and, and and so so you do really, you're doing a good job by looking for that contractor that is licensed for this. Is there a um, Jeff? You can answer this. Is there a certification that Hardy puts out for contractors? There used to be. In fact, we had breakfast with uh, the Hardy rep yesterday, and uh, they're rolling out a new program that's pretty neat. But, but yes, to, to answer your question, there are um, written guidelines of how to install Hardy Board. Right. You can go online. There are a lot of contractors in this area that are not doing it correctly. Um, and it, it's not that it's difficult to do. There's just a process in doing it. Well, and, and some folks, uh, we learned, that, that, that end up with relationships with their contractors that are very friendly um, uh, and say if the contractor goofs something up and they're not licensed or, you know, or anything of that nature, the issue is if there is something that goes wrong, uh, your relationship is not going to save you. And the fact that they didn't have a license – Putting the hardy board up means you don't have many places to go with that. No, you, you you really don't. In fact, this happened to us yesterday. We we had some hardy board being installed, and they were installing it wrong. Um, you should use a coil nailer, not a what we call a trim, a pin nailer. Right. Um, so you know, it 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 can happen to any of us. Right. So. Okay. You know, do do your homework. Do your homework. Well, and me... just like any siding, mm-hmm. um, and this is the thing, and, and I'm actually certified, um, gosh, and I can't even remember. It's a national certification for uh, siding installing. Really? It's out okay. of Chicago. Okay. And uh, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it right now. I'll have to go to my website and look. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 that's one of the best trainings I ever went to down in Florida mm-hmm. several years ago. And they talked about all the different sidings and the types of um, and the ways that you put that up. And uh-huh. if it's not done correctly, and the one that I see, uh, the biggest mistakes on is vinyl. Yes. Really? Yes. And if you don't flash, or um, especially around windows and doors, mm-hmm. it's not the siding that's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's the installation. And if you don't put in like a pan flash or a window flash, mm-hmm. or if you don't do that right, then every time it rains... Water is pouring behind that solid vinyl surface, and you don't know it until right. you got a big right. problem. Wow, and, I didn't know that. You know, I'm 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 glad I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you you read the material on Hardy Board and other mm-hmm. let, let's call it concrete okay, siding. Yeah. Um, there there's a there's a warranty on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, thirty year, fifty year, right? But if you read the fine print, mm-hmm. it is only. If it's installed properly. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, so there's no warranty now, on it if it's not now. Good. Now wow. let's don't misunderstand that the one board that is installed wrong is the only one that's not warranted. The rest oh, okay. of the okay. stuff that is installed correctly is so. Right. It's it's um, it's a good deal. There's a great warranty on it. But you better put it in right. But you better put it, you better install it right. Well, to this person's point, let me ask, what kind of, if if I'm just looking online for a contractor that does this and boy, they need to be licensed, what kind of place do I need to look for? One of those windows and siding joints? Um, I I would call my local um, home builder association. Okay. Okay. That's call a, your. That's one call right there. Right. Okay. So your local home builders association. Now, when they're in the home builders associations around the state, that means that they're going to have their creds. That's right. They, they can't get in the association without the creds. So that would be a good place to look. You could also ask the suppliers for the siding. Yep. Oh, they, they would know who right. that. They'll give that that's to right. you. Okay, I found my credential. Don't <laughs> <laughs> really? look it up online. Um, I'm, I am Exterior Design Institute, EDI, okay. and I'm number seventeen. So that tell you, I've been Wait, I, you, number seventeen. Yeah, Did you take I'm class old. in nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, really. But the Exterior Design Institute—they're out of Chicago. Actually, I think they might have moved recently. Anyway. One of the best trainings I've ever been to. Really? Um, yeah. And it talked about, you know, brick, hardy, yep. uh, stucco, eaves. Hmm. It was awesome. And it all came down to Gosh, flashing. Gosh, I mean, you know, think, think about how many mistakes we made with eaves. Mm. What is eaves? Uh, synthetic stucco. Yeah. Oh. We, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, again, I'm not bragging, but we have made so much money. Over the last twenty some years, uh-huh. fixing it by repairing uh, EFIS that was not installed properly. It's called oh. exterior insulated finishing system. That's, oh, okay. It is a foam board that was put up to mimic stucco. That's right. Ah. Now, now again, it's a great product. Yep. If installed properly. Great product if installed properly. Huh. But okay. if it's not put up right, and it me- will hold water and between remember, the remember, outside wall and the inside wall. Remember back in the <laughs> 90s, if if your house didn't have stucco on it, you're going to live in it because you're not going to sell it. Right. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you so. couldn't sell them and, and you couldn't get them um, insured. Insured. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah but now we, we've been able to, and I, I I don't know, probably, Jeff, you're doing it, this. They're taking it off and putting something else up. Well, yeah, we're either going back with the concrete product. But, you you know, the, the sad part about what caused the issue with the EFIS, it was a little $10 piece of, of kick-out flashing oh, in, yeah. in most cases. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That would push the water from your roof away from right. the siding. Or and, not. And, and what happened, yeah. that wasn't installed, so every time it rained, it went between the the exterior sheathing and the gotcha. back, back side of the ephus hmm. and you know, rotted out beams and... And uh, entire oh, wow. walls. Oh, yeah, just structural-type right. stuff. Yeah. Well, and let's, what you let's look keep for... Going. Hang on just a second. Uh, I've, I've had a call waiting, and they okay. weren't talking oh, okay. about the structural concrete... Um, Hardy board. Okay. Let's go to Kathleen and Osaka. What's up, Kathleen? Moisture, water level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm invested in a P-Row real soon. I got uh, two quick questions, and then I'll tell you a quick story. Okay. One, I had an experience with the Hardy board, and it may be me, but uh, it was installed close to the ground, uh, about a foot uh, around all the way around the outside of the house. 
mm-hmm. quote, to deter backwash. backwash. <clears throat> okay, it crumbles. Well, mm. almost got a bad batch. No. Second question. No, it doesn't. Hang on. It crumbles in <laughs> water? No. That's uh, not hardy. No. I've, that I've is got a, a piece of hardy that's been in water since... Uh, 19 <laughs> well there's a 19 probably, on it probably so. 2000 yeah that's a a, a hardy board is a cement fiber that's right, that's right. what you've probably now, got is the you, press board what do you right. call that uh, stuff well Jeff? there's there's another brand name um but it's paper. I, I don't know anything else to call it other than the brand name which is nietzsche right um now, it's not a bad product. No, uh-uh, but, but it can't be near water. For one thing, <laughs> Hardy Board is not designed f- for to keep water away from anything. Right, it, right. It, that's, that's not its purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. So. It's just a pretty. And I think the standard, what we look for, is we want siding at least six inches away from the ground, all the way around the Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. At least. At least. So right. you never want it all the way to the ground. That's the big thing we call out all the time in home inspections. Right. So, all right. So what what was your other thing, well, Kathleen? Uh, on concrete blocks, if you want to make, say, like a uh, three-foot fence, so to speak, or barrier, it, I used to know a product, I'm not sure, it's called Stay Dry. And they always advise you, especially North, paint your concrete bricks first. And then do the work. So I don't know if that necessarily... Kathleen, are, are you trying to make a water barrier? No, this would be in a fence. I'm trying to see how much it's going to cost me to build this fence across the front of my well, property. Well, I, I, I'll give you work. an idea. We just built a basement uh, in, in Mississippi just to waterproof the basement. And it was not a big space. It was about, how big was that thing, Pam? It wasn't that 30, big. 50 feet by 30 feet, Maybe. probably. Yeah. It, it, was, it was not big. It was like um, a garage with for, a little yeah, apartment on yeah, the backside. It was 40, I think it was around forty five or $50,000 to get it waterproofed. Ooh. Plan B. Okay. <laughs> Plan B. Right. Yeah, one so, cheap. Got any yeah, bamboo? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not going down to your local big box or local hardware and getting a product that's, that's Now, if she's do doing, like, trying to keep water off of her property, you can do that with the cinder block. I mean, you can – it's not going to – it's going to not be – for standing water, it's going to be for running water. Yeah, maybe I would. I, I want to go with a drain system, a swell. I, I want. I want to. I want to cut out Mother Nature where I'm going to make this water run where I want it to run. I don't want to start building block walls and because it's not going to last. Water will okay. win. Look, look at the Mississippi River. Water will win <laughs> at right. the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. it's going to go where it wants to uh, go. Good point. Third, third thing, real quick, uh, years ago, hired a guy to put some big sort of commercial box fans in this tin building we had here uh, to keep the airflow, cooler, right. up and all that. All right. Okay. The guy installed them on the outside of the tin, which was right into the brain. The, he had two, so the second one he installed upside down. And the little, uh, it had a like a shield on, you know, it was supposed to keep the water off, you know, from the mm-hmm. top. And uh, he put that on the outside and put it in upside down. So all that trough, it was whole water. Those expensive fans lasted about four months and couldn't find the guy. Right. Hmm. So beware, always install them inside, <laughs> facing out, so the rain doesn't kill them. 
Right. If you want to kill a contractor, and then watch which way you put them on, because it was pretty obvious to me, and I'm a know-nothing kind of greenhorn, but uh, I can see when water runs and it holds up in there, and it's not going to last. All right. Well, I'm sorry about that, Kathleen. Um, hate that that happened. You know what? We, we do, though. We've got a couple of conversations coming up, though, uh, with some other callers and also some some things going on. I, I hate that happened to you, and you hate to hear a contractor not, not land on a on You a know, thing. and we have this wonderful thing now called the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> and you can YouTube or check out uh, manufacturer specifications. So, you know, to the point on the siding. Um, just look at what the specifications are on that. It's not hard yeah. to find that information and to see on anything that you're getting installed how, what's the right way to do it. All right. We want to hear from you. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. You know, let's go straight to the phones. Jesse's on the line in uh, Mobile, and he wants to talk about waterproofing for a basement project. Uh-oh. There Jeff, you go. open something up here. <laughs> in <on>. Mobile? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, the, J- Jesse? Actually, yeah, this is actually the county above back in the 80s, back when I was helping my dad work on a house. As a kid, you just see a large hole in the ground right. with four walls of cinder blocks, and you're wondering to yourself, what are these adults doing that they don't <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> right. How did they not get this, and why are we building a pool? Yeah. So. Exactly. And then you see one big cauldron and that terrible smell of tar, and you go, okay, <laughs> there's no roof around here. Right. And then my dad showed me it's tar and it's diesel. And you go, okay, once again, what are these adults doing that they don't know what whoa, they're doing? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you say tar and diesel? And diesel, yep. Tar and diesel in the pot and a mop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Y'all remember how, many, how much construction workers used to smoke? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go Not ahead. Not around that, they Not didn't. around diesel, yeah. They all smoke, but as my dad told me, diesel has to be under pressure to ignite. There you ah. go. That's right. There you go. So you can drop a lit cigarette or match into a cup. Nothing happens because there's no pressure. But you spend your whole day with the mop in the cauldron smacking the concrete blocks to coat them in diesel and tar. That kept the water out because it soaked into the concrete, thus preventing any water from having a chance of getting close. So it's already clogged the pores with tar and diesel. Wow. Who, who thought it was a good idea to walk on that the rest of your life? No, no, no. This is the walls of this the, the walls. Right, right. you got to walk around this. No, no. All yes. that's covered up with dirt. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Big yeah. hole yeah. with four walls. Then yeah. You just push For the, the basement. That's right. Yes. That's right. It's just so, on the verticals. We, it's not on we, the horizontals. We did, it, we did it a little bit differently uh, last year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they just brooms uh, and tar and diesel. Yeah, a little different. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I, um, I know what you're talking about. And that was the only basement I've ever seen until we go across the bay, and then you got some more houses on hills that have basements. But right. Yeah. We have yeah. a lot of basements down here because of the high water table. Have you seen it recently? Yeah, house is still standing. Teacher's still doing fine. They've added the proverbial metal roof. 
Right. 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 Metal the shingles. It's the long, thin metal roof, but just pick your color. Right. Right. Yeah. Is the basement still dry? Uh, I think so. She hasn't. I haven't heard her complaining about it. But as much tar as they put on those walls, well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, in another way, there's a lot to be said for old school. Yeah. 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 You know it's what? Like when I saw them putting. Okay, when you're mixing your mortar bags, instead of throwing the bags away, they would take the bags and shove them behind the wall. And I remember thinking, okay, there's a trash can around here somewhere. And then in a construction magazine, I found someone selling foam to go over the weep holes to keep the mortar that would fall off the back hmm. and go all the way down to the holes right. to block them. Then it made sense why they took the bags. That's right. Interesting. Behind yeah. there. But they always line the bags up over the weep holes. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. What we're doing. Yeah. Huh. Good idea. All right. Well, thanks, Jesse. I appreciate the uh, the information, the education on how that got done. You know, and it, the, the old school, the way they used to do it. Mm-hmm. it. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for that. Now, you See, talk I'm still about not, I know you guys hard like hard work. You guys wave <laughs> me off of this, but I'm still saying your basement walls, the place where a lot of people put their uh, washer and dryer. You know, in the basement. You probably uh-huh. wouldn't put it in this basement. No, no, no. Now the the tar <laughs> went on the outside, not oh, on I'm the sorry. inside. I thought you were talking about the inside. No, no, heavens no. I was about to no. say you're hanging out with diesel and tar. No, no, no. Because if no, you put on it the, on, on the inside, on, on the inside of that basement, it was just cinder block. It was cinder block, and you either painted Pain it or you okay. or you um, uh, put sheetrock sheet on it or, or whatever, paneling or whatever. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> That's the fun part of being the uh, the not professional on this pr- no, show. Yeah, that man, that would stink. Right. <laughs> All right. So let's go to Stephen Jackson's got a, a a comment on condo rental experience, a condo renovation experience. Is that what I'm looking at here, Steve? Well, I, I called in this morning, uh, and they had had trouble finding their re- re- records. So, but, but yeah, but anyway, uh, I've got two new girls. Hey, Steve, are you with us, or are you on another call? Yeah, he's on another call. Why don't we go to Sean in Meridian? He's doing a renovation for a patio. What's going on, Sean? I'm in the process of restoring an old house in Meridian. And I've gotten to the point of the patio with the wrought iron work on it. Mm-hmm. And I need advice about uh, prepping the wrought iron. Should I pressure wash it first, grind it, orbital sander? And then to use what kind of paint should I use, a paintbrush, or try to spray it? Wow. If it's if it's original wrought iron, that pressure washer is going to... Uh, yeah, the paint's flaking, isn't it? It's paint. It is. Okay. Flaking and rusty. That's right. I That's right. Okay. They, there's actually a product that will eat rust. Um, you brush it on. Um, I think I would probably try pressure washing. It's probably going to be a little combination of several things. Probably going to be a hand wire brush. You know, let, let's don't get crazy. Let's don't go get the biggest grinder in the world and put a brush on it. Right. I, I'd use a hand wire brush. I'd pressure wash first hand wire brush, get off everything I can, use this product that eats rust, paint it on there. Once that has done its job, I think at that point I would go back and and it's going to be personal preference if you want to spray or brush at that point, finish color. Right. But it would be all right to use a brush instead of trying to uh, I think spray. so, of course. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, that's all right. cool. 
Yep. Yeah, and it, it should, man. I, I I like that old school stuff. Mm-hmm. And man, think about yeah. that. When that project is done, that oh, thing is going to look gorgeous. That's what I was thinking. Beautiful. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's beautiful wrought iron. It's kind of a rose trellis. Yeah. Oh, man. Nice, mm-hmm. man. That's architectural detail in the middle, which kind of looks like a, a, a compass. You know? yep. Oh man! Yep. Good and for you. That's you not can. something you can just roll up and find in the no, local. No home. way. And yeah. what I was thinking too, I I did this on a wrought iron bed, but I could actually take it somewhere, and I took it to a boat yard and had them sandblasted. Okay. No way. Yeah. yeah. Good and idea. It, and that got everything off. So I don't know if this railing could be I mean, you detached, can, you, and you could take it to somebody to do that. Well. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can get a you can get an on site sandblaster, um, I th- but I think we're I think we're I think we're going overkill here. Uh, I would try that first process mm-hmm. first, uh, and 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 remember what is this back in the seventies. This house was probably built in the fifties. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah. hey, it, it, you're not looking for brand new. It can't, that's right. Yeah, it doesn't so, look, need to look perfect because no, that will it will be inauthentic. Nah. That's right. right. It needs to look like paint flaked off of it, and we pr- right. pressure washed it and rubbed it with a wire brush and, and painted it. Right. John, sounds like a really cool project. Mm-hmm. If you want to send pictures to uh, pictures to us, we'd love to see it. Sure uh, would. I would love I, to send you some pictures. Who, yeah, before and after. It's, fi- it's fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I'll send y'all some pictures before thanks. and after, and we'll be able to share some of the work. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thanks awesome. very much, y'all. Y'all have a good day. You too. Let's keep on moving. Uh, Jason's on the line in Jackson. And what was your – did you have a suggestion for me, Jason? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Uh, thank you. Um, I just wanted to chime in about kind of cleaning the wood, especially mold and mildew or really anything. I found a really great formula. Uh, do-it-yourself ooh, formula ooh. on a website called the Stingy Sailor. He, you know, he shows you how to maintain a Catalina 22 sailboat. But one of the uh, chronic or perennial problems with any boats or anything that encounters water, of course, is mold and mildew. So the, I guess the standard go-to would be bleach and vinegar. Right. But according to this article, those break down eventually, and as a preventative, they actually create a pH environment w- which encourages further you know mold and mildew growth mm. but this formula i believe is called uh the brand name if you went to the big box stores would be concrobium and uh it's you know for a windex size bottle it's probably eight dollars you could buy it yourself it work, work really great but this um with the concrobium is that like stuff. a is that like a brand concrobium or is that I, the stuff I believe that's I believe that's the brand name. Okay. So, uh, but basically, it's not a proprietary formula, so you can make it yourself. And the formula that I use, he gives two formulas, but this is would be two parts. Uh, I believe you have to look at it, but two parts trisodium phosphate, uh, one part. Uh, I'm sorry, tablespoon. So two tablespoons um, trisodium phosphate, one tablespoon uh, sodium carbonate which would be washing soda right. which you could also buy it you can buy all these at the big box store and then one tablespoon of uh sodium oh i'm sorry trisodium phosphate and uh so you mix them together in a quart of hot water and just you know uh um, mix it up really well so everything dissolves and i usually mix up about a gallon and uh and spray it on 
everything, and so you spray it, let it sit, then kind of clean it off. And But if you want a preventative, spray it again and just leave it there to dry, and it creates the ideal environment you know, to where the mold and mildew is not going to grow on that surface. Interesting. And, uh, and this is something that I, you would spray on the wood in particular? Yeah, you spray it on the wood, fiberglass, um, huh. anything that uh, is harboring mold and mildew. Ooh, I wonder so, if you could uh, use this solution on the north side of your house to keep it from growing the green stuff. That's exactly oh, I, what I was absolutely. thinking. Mm. I've I sprayed it on, on decks, on my decks, like I've been redoing my parents' deck and mm-hmm. spray that on there. Um, so actually I had made a solution at another great uh, wood preservative that I found, of course, is just pure 100% pure tongue oil, not mixed with anything. And to me, that is the, for my purposes, the gold standard for, you know, um, waterproofing a surface. It's pretty labor-intensive but because uh, uh, you have to do multiple coats, but it's actually a, it actually infiltrates, you know, the wood. So you could right. use a, just a standard two-by-four from untreated and, and put that on there. But anyway, so, uh, okay. um, but I had made the mistake of mixing it with linseed oil, and the linseed oil actually harbors these mold and mildew, so you had to get the that top surface off and reapply the Oops. pure tongue oil. So, anyways, that's my <laughs> input on that. Jason, thank you so much for calling. And one of the things that you said that I want to reiterate with our listeners is that, and we get this a lot because we do air sampling and inspect it like a girl. And so we get those calls all the time, and they're like, well, can I just use Clorox and water uh-huh. <laughs> to clean yeah. it up? And one of the things that you said, would you say that again about the pH, what Clorox will do as far as creating a pH so that the mold is? Uh, yeah, yeah. So Clorox and, uh, to my, according to this article, vinegar also, which would be a lot safer than Clorox. But, uh, uh, Clorox, it initially, you know, kills the mold and mildew but then when it dries um of course i'm not a chemist but the ph structure um it's either too acidic or alkaline so it creates an environment on which the uh those uh mold and mildew can can come back and um it's satisfying to get rid of it immediately but then it comes back (laughs) like right 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 right, exactly stuff gets rid of it pretty immediately too and uh and also you can spray it on textiles and cushions and right, uh, nice. right. Non, it's very very non-caustic i guess it doesn't change colors of fabrics and things like that right well, right you could just spray it on there and leave it on a cushion you know you know so, I, th- I think bleach was developed for white clothes back in the day right right <laughs> right but <laughs> it, right. It we use it for a lot we use it for everything you know you know what i learned the other day jason i, I was and i have been doing this i feel terrible i mean I, I'm the guy that cleans the kitchen in my house, and we have we have the granite countertop, and I've been cleaning it for years with white vinegar. And then I read the instructions. <laughs> and then I read the instructions, which says, "Do not clean granite with vinegar." <laughs> with nice. vinegar, and I'm like, "What? <laughs> there should have been a label on this or something." <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah, you create. It's amazing uh, how our solutions create more problems. Right. All right, Jason. Thank you for the call, man. That was that was great. And uh, if you want to hear that formula again, all you have to do is listen to the Fix It One Hundred and One podcast, where Jason said it. Uh, you know, there's a 
thing. I'm, I've got a, some Clorox wipes in my hand right uh-huh. now. So I'm reading the label back here because he's got me all uh, worried about stuff now. Right. So <laughs> it says um, hazardous to humans and domesticated animals. What? Clorox? Well, well no, yeah. what, what's in my hand? Yes. The wipes. The yeah, wipes. It says the wipes are hazardous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just That's And you know what's sad about that is that my I I'll actually my little dog gotten something this morning. You know what I cleaned her off with? Clorox. Clorox. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now he's gonna go I, and, I to go home and check and, on yeah. my dog. All right. Uh a little question here that, that I've seen this before and so I'm I'm curious. Is it normal, safe to see a little spark when you plug in an appliance? <laughs> Or should that be investigated? Trish in South Haven. No, you don't want a spark. No. <laughs> no. So they got to right, so say she walks on. up to the outlet and she goes to plug in, say, the vacuum cleaner, and a spark meets her. No. At the that's plug. not. It's Something, not safe. It's not normal. Okay. Something's wrong, and it's either the appliance or the plug. That's right. Really? So if you I can try the appliance, you can probably. try a couple of different appliances and see if each one of them does it. True. Uh, but and if only one appliance does it, then you know it's the appliance. You know it's the appliance. Go right. plug it in somewhere else now, and see if it does it. You know, maybe she's, I don't know. I mean, you, I've turned a light switch on before, and you can see a little bit of a, like right. if it's dark or uh-huh. something. Yeah. But, but I'm picturing fire jumping out of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing, yeah. I'm seeing a flash. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm seeing a flash, then, and I, I'm getting ready. I, I'm actually getting ready to put this on up my YouTube channel, but I had a situation in my house, old wiring, mm-hmm. where there was a heater plugged in, and a friend of mine was staying there while I was out of town, and she smelled something and went mm. and pulled that plug out, and the, the the outlet itself had burned up. No way. Scared me to death. Well, Scared you, her, you too. You probably have aluminum wiring, don't no, you? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No, okay. mine was built in the—it was 58, okay. so it was a little bit before okay. all of that. But I went in, and I thought, okay, I need to change the outlet out. And when I pulled that outlet out, the wire had burned up into the wall. Wow. Wow. So Pammy just capped. <laughs> I did want to sure. say, I, I, I thought about that. that. Outlet. I thought about that this morning, and I wanted to say thank you, Pam, for coming on our show and owning a 1958 house that there <laughs> always seems to be something to be fixed in. Always. So that you always have something to talk about. Because always. Of, so, like, if we didn't have <laughs> Pam's house, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, and listen, I've tried to burn it down. Yeah. I've tried to flood it. Not on purpose. And I, yes. I mean, the, no, I, that You did house, not try it on purpose. Right. Yes. No. Okay. No, actually, well, kind of. <laughs> no, kinda, you didn't. I kind of. Anyway, <laughs> no. the firemen came in and they said, aren't you a home inspector? I was like, shut up. Yeah. Just right. put the fire out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. That's it. Uh, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was engineered by Mr. Kevin Farrell. Our call screener today was Charles Arnold. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening to this MPB Think Radio podcast. MPB depends on support from listeners, so if you can, please contribute today at mpbonline.org.